Welcome to the Cashflow Chronicles. I'm your host, Johnny Catani, and the founder of Catani Capital Group. For the last two years, I've been studying alternative assets and now help solve the problem of creating passive cash flow for creators, influencers, and busy professionals by bringing you five episodes a week of easy to understand education in the world of passive investing. What's up, guys? Happy Friday. Welcome to another episode of Friday Follow Up here on the Cashflow Chronicles podcast. I am your host, Johnny Katani, and we have made it through another week. We are rolling right through May. Hope everyone had a great first week of May. Uh, if you listen to my podcast on Wednesday, you know that this week was full of just chaos uh, as another bank has gone down. First Republic Bank uh, has bit the dust and officially bought by what is now the behemoth and lifesaver of the economy in JP Morgan Chase. And I wanted to wait uh, to record this until the Fed had come out and uh, done their meeting and announced uh, what they're going to do. As predicted and, you know, kind of what the market was anticipating, another 25-point basis hike. A uh, 25-point uh, hike in the overnight rate, bringing it to uh, f- between 5 to 5.25%, which was their target all along. However, some nuance to that, well, uh, there was anticipation from a lot of experts that the Fed would pause after this. And Powell has not really given any indication there would be a pause, in fact, retracted some information from their March meeting that they would be exploring a pause and are, it's not that they're not exploring it. Uh, it's that they really have not seen the data that they would like to see to really, I don't want to say not discuss it because they're certainly discussing it, but they're not definitive in that. Let's put it that way. They're not definitive in that they will pause after this meaning when they meet again in June, they will absolutely be exploring another rate hike. In fact, seven of the 14, or let's see, eight of the 14 members of the Fed committee are indicating, yes, seven of the 18 officials thought they might need at least two more increases. So what does this mean? Well, it means a few things. One, the economy is still very strong, uh, despite bank failures. The what What's fascinating is they rely so much on the labor market and what's happening in the labor market. And what is happening that hasn't happened before is a massive transition and shift in the in the employment market in the sense that 40% of baby boomers left the left employment, retired early during COVID. So what you had was this massive gap in, in employment. And so now there's something around like 10 million job openings available. And while we see all of these layoffs happening, right? You see it all over tech, uh, especially a lot of layoffs happening because there's so many job openings, you're seeing those filled, right? And so in order for there to be this, you know, unemployment's right around 3.6, maybe 4%, maybe they really like to see anywhere from six to 8% to really indicate a recession and any kind of pause and or reduction in in the rate but it's not a normal 
labor market anymore. It's not your typical labor market. And so what they've done is they've had to adjust and are now starting to look toward other indicators, right? So obviously, you know, they want to see inflation come down to 2%, which means consumer spending, that's starting to uh, drop. Their goal is still to get it to 2% over time. It, it's just... It's it's fascinating to listen to them because it doesn't feel like they really have a clear direction, which is really what we've all been looking for is what is what is your direction? What is it that you're going to do? And they're still like, well, we're waiting to see what happens. So we'll kind of see what happens over the next month in terms of the data that comes out. They believe that uh, Q3, Q4 is when we'll really feel the effects of these uh, banking failures. So they really start, they're really indicating that they see a recession and or slowdown really starting to happen in Q3, Q4, but still not a lot of indication as to what their plan is, which this increase was baked into the market. So stock market, you know, uh, indexes are actually up on the day. Uh, because again, they do their best to indicate what their goal is so that the market can prepare. And so things get baked in the concern with real estate is you can't really bake that into real estate. And when it comes to lending, what ends up happening in situations like this, like I've talked about before is lending tightens because when, because interest rates are forward looking, meaning, you know, lenders look to see what's, what, uh, interest rates will be like, you know, moving forward. And when there's no clear direction, it's it's easier for them. It's, well, I shouldn't say easier. It's not that they want to do this, but it's, it helps, it helps with, it helps staying conservative by just tightening your lending policy in order to avoid any issues on your balance sheet, which we're seeing are having a huge effect on these regional banks. So you could see lending tighten up even more. Uh, you know, what this means as it, for investors, you know, it means that we still don't have a clear indication. It means that you're going to still start, means you're gonna start seeing even more assumptions when when they can be done, right? Uh, Obviously, most deals you're seeing are assumptions now. You know, a lot of deals that locked in rates, you know, two, three, four years ago still have six, seven years left on their fixed rate. Those are being assumed when at all possible. You're also seeing a lot more seller financing opportunities, a lot more groups exploring the creative financing route to get deals across the finish line and be able to pencil deals and get deals done. So by no means does this mean you should be sitting on the sidelines. It just means you need to, like I always say, just continue to, you know, explore your options, explore your investment thesis, test your investment thesis and explore your, your uh, risk tolerance, right? And certainly tightening your risk tolerance is not the worst thing. If, you know, it's not a bad thing to stick to stay rich investments. And what a stay rich investment would be, would be what I talked about in other podcasts, 
a class A brand new uh, build, right? Brand new apartment complex. This is not going to get you rich, but it's going to keep you rich. Meaning that you're going to get, you know, maybe a six, six percent uh, preferred return with, you know, a sixteen percent, sixteen percent IRR and like a one point eight to maybe two x uh, multiple on the exit. Very solid, right? Hey, we're going to double your money in three to five years, possibly, you know, with five years being very strong possibility, you know, no, you know, when it's an assumption, right? Let's say it's an assumption. There's not really going to be, well, a brand new build. You're not going to be able to assume a loan because it's coming off a construction loan. So you're going to see, you know, long-term financing. You're going to see, you know, higher interest rates which means a lower preferred return and a lower equity multiple. But what that means is that your capital is going to be safe, right? So instead of sitting in cash and letting it burn, you put it into a deal like this, it stays safe for three to five years and you come out of it, you know, let's say you put a hundred thousand into it and you come out of it with 180,000 clean, safe, boom, you know, and you're able to take that and move that into another deal. So, what that is, is a safe capital preservation deal, which allows you to feel confident that your money will be safe and there's a return in there. Is it a big, sexy two and a half, three X multiple with an 8% preferred return? No, it's not. Are those deals around? Not really. Honestly, they're not really there. Even your value add deals are now turning into two X multiples, which is not bad. You guys, you're talking about doubling your money in three to five years. That's not bad. All right, the stock market is not going to do that, especially now, right? You can feel very confident in those deals, but again, right, nobody's going to blame you for waiting, for sitting on the sidelines. Now, again, I want to make this clear. I'm not financial advisor. I'm not licensed. Please see your CPA or attorney to determine whether or not a deal is appropriate for you and for your risk tolerance. Again, when I talked about the oil and gas deal, right, with the three and a half X equity multiplier and a 18 to 21% cash on cash return, past results are not indicative of future returns. So, you know, while I strive to be up to date and provide accurate, uh, up to date information, I make no representation or warranties of any kind, expressed or implied about the completeness, accuracy, reliability, suitability, or availability with respect to the information contained herein. Any reliance you place on such information is strictly at your own risk. For making any legal accounting or investment decisions, you should consult with a qualified professional who can advise you based on your individual circumstances. We expressly disclaim all liability or any loss or damage arising from reliance upon any information contained in this communication. Why did I read that? Well, because I've gotten word from my attorney that it is very important that I that I give this disclaimer. In fact, you will see this disclaimer a lot more. I may be putting it into the intro of my podcast uh, in order to CYA, cover your butt. You know what I mean? Uh, it's going to go onto my website and a lot more of my communications because as we move forward and as deals, as things get murkier in the industry, you could start to see flags raised by investors, which means that it's, it doesn't mean anybody's doing anything wrong. It just means that 
it's important for us as industry, quote unquote, leaders, experts to cover ourselves, right? Because I'm not an advisor. And while I am still very bullish on the industry and, you know, very much still looking for investment opportunities and will continue to invest, I don't want you guys to take that as advice. And, you know, if something goes wrong, pin it back on me, right? Uh, you make your own decisions and you should consult those who are legally qualified to give advice in order to make that decision. And if you make that decision on your own, that's your own doing. So just want to keep that clear. So anyways, to conclude all of this with the Fed, we're not really sure what's going to happen. So we'll have to wait till June to see if there's any more clear direction and, you know, one thing to keep in mind, too, is if they do indicate a pause in June and do, and do pause in June, that does not mean they're done raising rates. So, again, unfortunately, the, the crystal ball is still very muddy and we will have to wait to see what happens. But I hope everyone has great plans this weekend. This is not a bad thing, you guys. This does not mean real estate is a long term investment. What is happening in the short term is not does not mean that you should completely stop investing and that you should give up on real estate. Now, I've obviously talked about other investment opportunities. That doesn't mean, right, like for me to bring an oil and gas deal or to bring any type of asset does not mean I'm giving up on real estate. It just means that I'm looking at other opportunities to invest as you should as an investor. You should be diversified, which is why I really like the you know, kind of poising myself and Katani Capital Group as private equity and not just commercial real estate, because it's important to stay diversified. Now, of course, you can diversify. And I've talked about diversification within real estate, but there are other assets out there. And while real estate is a bit stagnant right now, keep in mind that other assets may not be, which is why I presented that opportunity. So if you go listen to that, remember the disclaimer, I'm not an advisor and past results are not indicative of future performance. So thank you guys so much for listening. I love this. These solo episodes are so much fun and of course are my most downloaded. So I'm always grateful. Hopefully that helped you guys to understand what the Fed is thinking. We don't really know. And, and a lot of the questions, I actually watched the live Q&A with Pal. They're just watching the data like all of us and trying to determine what's best you know, even with all of these bank failures, they still believe that, you know, they need to tighten things up. So, you know, that's going to force banks to tighten up as well, which means lending will tighten up. So we shall see. And of course, you guys know, I will keep you updated as things move forward. Thank you so much for listening. As always, you guys go join the list. Big things are coming. The cashflowchronicles.com, the cashflowchronicles.com. Go there. You can join the list. And the video series is coming out soon. I'm very, very excited. And I look forward to bringing that to you. And I look forward to talking to you guys next week. Of course, remember, we are down to three days a week now, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. So Monday will be another amazing interview. Very, very excited on this one. Very, very knowledgeable for all of my entrepreneur listeners. You will want to listen to Monday's episode. I'm not going to tell you the guest but he is a very prominent business coach with an incredible resume. Very, very excited, especially if you're a newer entrepreneur. I kind of stayed to the new entrepreneurs, especially as I am one, asked some questions that pertain to me 
as well as new entrepreneurs. So go listen to that on Monday. Of course, solo episode Wednesday and Friday, as always. And I look forward to talking to you guys next week. See ya. Thank you again for tuning in. Who do you know that wants more cash flow? Share this episode with them so you can grow your cash flow together. If you enjoyed the show, make sure you're subscribed on your platform of choice so you never miss a new episode. Go to KataniCapitalGroup.com to learn more.